0: Our guest today, Peter Westerbacher, is, according to Forbes, one of the most recognized people in Northern Europe. Formerly the mighty eagle at Robbio, he and his red hoodie were responsible for making the Angry Birds a global household name. And now, together with his partner, Gustav Valtonen, he is very active in the Fin S Bay tunnel and city development project, one of the most ambitious construction projects in Europe. But before all of that, he was very busy helping Finland create a very thriving startup ecosystem. And particularly being the co-founder of Slush and co-founder of Mobile Monday. So it's a very big privilege for us to open the My So-Called Startup Life podcast series with such a wonderful personality. Welcome, Peter. Oh, thanks. Yeah, so everyone knows that you're like co-founder of Slush. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I'd like you to go back like 20 years Mm -hmm. and talk a bit about the... Uh, mobile HP Mobile E Services Bazaar.
1: Okay, that you started. Yeah. yeah, so only going back only twenty years. 20 so years. Yeah, so that's like 1999, mm-hmm. and uh, so it's uh, yeah twenty years uh, this October, and that's when we announced kind of like this HP uh, Mobile or actually long long version HP Mobile E Services Bazaar, but I'm mean just the HP Bazaar is is how I kind of, uh, refer to it. And the background to that was that. Uh, I worked for HP uh, many years and uh, you know kind of like first in Finland then uh, I couldn't you know like keep my mouth shut so I ended up doing uh, Europe and then uh, got like a global role and uh, then we started talking about like, okay where will the world go like now with this internet and beyond and then we came up with this uh, idea that oh it's all become going to become a service and uh, then uh, you know being from Finland I said that yeah actually everything will become a service. Uh, But, uh, you know, I think that it's going to happen first in mobile. Mm -hmm. And then I was told that, oh, what do you mean, Peter? I mean, like uh, you guys in Finland, you might need mobile phones. But here in the US, you know, there's uh, plenty of pay phones all over the place. So we don't really need those mobile phones. So that's, you know, like a Finnish or like European thing. uh, But anyway, then we agreed that, okay, let's do this uh, mobile uh, like e-services thing and let's create this bazaar. What was very important, uh, and, and there's like several lessons, uh, if you look at like uh, this bizarre thing that, that uh, uh, first of all, HP was, uh, you know, uh, what what kind of like happens for your uh, like typical corporation that you tend to miss uh, these things. So HP was, uh, you know, missing out on this uh, little thing called the internet. And okay, many years later, our friends at Nokia, you know, touch phones, uh, you know, and touch screens happened, and then you know, like bad things happened to them. Mm-hmm. So, so, I think that uh, it's it's a good reminder that uh, you know, no matter how well you're doing, you should uh, kind of like stay awake and uh, and realize that uh, you know uh, probably the most dangerous thing for like uh, any corporation, any company is being successful because then you think that you've figured it out, and then competition hits you and kills you. Uh, so, so uh, you know this, this that yeah. relates
0: to you. You always uh, it's one thing I pick yeah. up. You're often saying it's always a good start. Yeah, and I, I learned that doesn't matter how mm-hmm. big or
1: how, mm-hmm. how successful you've been if you if you don't have that mentality, yeah, and you I, will start to yeah, go down. Yeah, I think that you always have to look at it that way. And also that that I mean, if you don't eat your own lunch, somebody else will. And I think that this is also you know like when it comes to competition and all of that 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 you really uh, should think about uh, you know no matter how successful that uh it's a new uh game tomorrow so you need to earn your place like every day and uh, once you start thinking that you figure figured it out then you can be certain that you haven't and, and uh, you know before you know it your business is like gone but uh, i think that what was great about this like hp experience uh, in that you know in the bazaar and i mean i could talk for hours about many other mm-hmm. things but but it was very interesting that uh we actually uh, then uh uh, created this kind of like new entity, and, and it was like a physical space, so it was like a co-working space before co-working, and we also did uh, these kind of like bazaar camps, so you could say hackathons before hackathons became a thing, and we did uh, many things. Uh, we talked about ecosystems before pretty much like anybody else, so a lot of uh, firsts that came out of this bazaar activity, but I think maybe the most important thing is that everybody else was doing competence centers, excellence centers, all kinds of like super boring corporate like centers Mm. and we decided that okay let everybody else do their like wireless centers uh, and excellence centers and whatever and we'll do something different and that's why we decided to call our like little team and entity uh, the HP Bazaar and of course what happened was that uh, all of those other like super boring corporate like things you know, came and went. So they kind of like did that for a while and then uh, they died. But we did this uh, HP Bazaar program for several years. And uh, again, uh, people always ask me that, oh, Peter, so like, uh, what is this like HP Bazaar thing? That, is it like a partner program? Is it like a developer program, marketing program? Like, what is it? And then I said that it's actually all of that and more. And that's why we decided to call it a Bazaar. So uh, again, uh, Of course, I love doing these kind of like things differently, but I love uh, branding and building community and building branded community. So you could say that the HP Bazaar was uh, a branded community. It was created to make it very easy for these up and coming startups, you know, creating all these cool new services to work with HP. So you could say that the HP role was to provide the, uh, the facilities and we're supplying the boring infrastructure to run the cool new services on.
0: I think I think in relation to this HP bazaar I was joking at an event not long ago mm-hmm. about when you look at um, kind of any significant startup movement in mm-hmm. Finland and you turn over a stone you find a Peter that, that got some last but mm-hmm. I think that there's some truth in that because I remember you saying once that through the HP activity mm-hmm. you even wrote the first check for like the Aula community yes I
1: did yeah, yeah. I did yeah yeah. yeah yeah absolutely mm-hmm. absolutely yeah 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 We did that with uh, Yuri uh, and uh, Marco, this so, uh, so. we had uh, a lot of discussion, So I, I did, uh, uh, yeah, I did that.
0: How, how did so? How did it go from that kind of activity to Mobile Monday?
1: Yeah, but uh, Mobile Monday. Then I mean, we started Bazaar in nineteen ninety nine, and then two thousand. Uh, then together with Vesku uh, partners, uh, we, we started uh, the Mobile Monday movement. And uh, what uh, what's very important uh, there. Uh, is that uh, Mobile Monday we created because we needed to get this um, uh, meeting place and and this kind of like platform for all these up and coming like new companies. So it was very or easy, but I mean it's always a bit easier for the big corporations like the HPs and the Nokia's and all these guys to get their voice heard. So we wanted to create an environment where. Uh, uh, these uh, kind of like up-and-coming uh, companies, you know, uh, you know, making all kinds of like, uh, you know, mobile marketing solutions, ringtone solutions, even games, uh, uh, and uh, all of that, that they could get there, like voices heard. And then, uh, um, so I, I, had, the, I had, had the idea for quite a while, and then it was actually at the housewarming party of Add to Phone, so one of the startups at the time, so then I was talking to Vesco and said, that I actually have this idea for this like Mobile Monday uh, community and, and that we would have like this uh, meeting every month, first Monday of the month. And then Vesco actually uh, pulled it together and we had the first Mobile Monday at Mully Malone's. And it was very simple format, you know, like you uh, show up and then uh, we had uh, like seven minutes so you could pitch your like idea and then we had like a beer. And uh, then you know, continued discussion uh, over beer and very informal. And then uh, we also, uh, and we were running that for like several years. And then I just like I kept pushing that we really want to uh, uh, take this to the world. So then in two thousand and two or three, I think it was, uh, I went to Tokyo. Uh, Together with a HP colleague uh, Nina Nordland, so she speaks a bit of uh, Japanese. So we went there, we actually rented a place called the Pink Cow, and uh, we organized the first Mobile Monday Tokyo uh, together with Lars, uh, Lars uh, Koshishi, so he still like, lives there. And then we got feedback that hey, this was the, like, the best event. Uh, in Japan that, you know, like you nicely brought together, you know, like the expats and the locals and, you know, like fantastic. And then uh, what happened was, and this was, you know, again, uh, I think 2003 or two, but anyway, um, then uh, Nikkei Business did a video interview. And this, it was like, you know, pre-YouTube and pre, you know, internet video being everywhere. But they took a video interviewing us about Mobile Monday. And then two guys in Silicon Valley, Mike and Russ, they had been organizing this uh, Bay Area uh, Mobility Association and, you know, trying to get uh, Americans and Silicon Valley excited about mobile. Mm -hmm. And uh, very not successful. So, uh, you know, very few people showed up. Then they saw this video about Mobile Monday Tokyo. And then Mike, you know, wrote a blog post, post that, oh, we're now organizing Mobile Monday Silicon Valley. And every, you know, first Monday of the month and they started doing that and it took off and it became like a thing in Silicon Valley. And actually Mobile Monday, Silicon Valley is one of the few chapters that is still, you know, uh, the few cells of Mobile Monday that's still around and they organize events now and then. Just like Tokyo, by the way. And uh, then uh, what happened was that then uh, a lot of people saw uh, the blog post by Mike and uh, and then uh, Mobile Monday started happening here and there, because people thought that this is some kind of Silicon Valley thing, we should have one as well. And uh, what was interesting is that I told my uh, team then at HP, showed them the blog post and explained that this is exactly what I had in mind, that we have this Fight Club strategy for Mobile Mondays. We create a very simple format. And then just like in the Fight Club movie, the sales start popping up without the key guys even knowing about it so i had never met with mike i had never met with russ and they started mobile monday like silicon valley without ever having talked about it with us so it was such a powerful brand such a powerful format that it just happened and then it went to london amsterdam milan san francisco so uh, silicon valley one la san diego seattle new york washington dc Singapore, Beijing, Shanghai, then the CTO of Nokia, American CTO at the time, he actually started using Mobile Monday as an example of how things are done in Silicon Valley. So he thought that Silicon Valley had invented Mobile Monday and I always, you know, like enjoyed that, that yeah, you know, this is how it goes that uh, in Finland we're not always like the best marketeers on the planet. So So I don't mind, you know, like other people taking credit for for that. But it was actually like, uh, it worked exactly as I thought with this like fight club strategy that, you know, it just happens.
0: I think that openness was super important. I I remember feeling that such a powerful need to go to one of the mobile mentors in Mm Molly Malone, I was Mm -hmm. taking my like three-year-old kid with me at the time because I I couldn't find a babysitter. That's how how big the draw was. Yeah, yeah, totally. I don't know if, if that came it was the open coffee meetups, but I think yes. Mobile Mondays were going before even. Yeah, those, yeah, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. So yeah were, uh, many years before. So they many were like, in a way, the first sort of open yeah. source type community yeah, feeling. Yeah. Yes, absolutely, was. and we said that to. it's,
1: it's yeah. like open source applied to community, that was mm-hmm. kind of like, uh, and to events. So this is actually how we marketed Mobile Monday and how we explained how it works, that the, it was very kind of like loosely defined on what a Mobile Monday event and what, how it works, that, you know, just like, you know make it happen mm. one thing that is important to remember that nowadays it would be very easy to organize many of these because of facebook and various event services and all that but mm. this happened before we had all of these fantastic tools for bringing people together so it was quite an achievement to actually like make it so and and uh, this is something that people don't realize that that like from my perspective nowadays it's like super easy because you have all the tools you can reach all the people but back then I mean, we had like email and mobile phones, so it wasn't like a, um, social networking wasn't like a thing. It's
0: true. I th- it's funny, actually, I, I, I made sure we had the base here. but Yeah, yeah. Um, my wife sometimes thinks I go on about this too much, but mm-hmm. I, I, when I was writing that article, which kind of inspired this uh, podcast series yeah. about Slash and Snap mm-hmm. Stories, hearing like the Alto ES people talk yeah. about how they yeah. kind of created these social events with beer and pizza no, and yeah, everything. Yeah, 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 yeah. And now I realize actually yeah. Mobile Monday was sort of set the scene for that yeah. kind of thing. And I think it's yeah. important because yeah. if it's too, if these events are too dry and formal, yeah. Yeah. they don't create the yeah, connections exactly. and the sparks between people. No, and so. Totally,
1: but I, but I think that it's also, uh, it's not like uh, Mobile Monday invented that. I think mm-hmm. that I mean also looking at good like uh, HP and Silicon Valley, traditions, that it used to be that there's always like a beer bust on Fridays at HP. I mean like, so it's like one of these things, and I think that it's, it's again, um, it's about um, uh, life, that it's not just like work, it's like uh, the social connections, you know, the friendships, like all of that, that uh, I think that it's super important that you look at it very holistically. And and, uh, and I think that with Mobile Monday, that was also like the idea that, you know, like beer, pizza, done, very simple. You don't need to clearly define that, okay, this is how it works. If you you leave a lot of room for people to improve it, and when you do, they will do that. And I think this has uh, always been kind of like my approach to things that uh, I don't need to do everything myself. I mean, it's, it's again... Uh, important to let other people make things better and I think this is something that uh, is very important that it's it's kind of like a little bit that uh, the less defined the better because then people can make it their own and I think what with Mobile Monday we wanted people to um, like own it and make it their own thing so you know like Mobile Monday in Tel Aviv very different from Mobile Monday in I don't know Seattle or, or something like that. So, Or Mobile Monday Moscow, you know, and we had that as well. So, And and actually Mobile Monday Tallinn, which, you know, like mm. uh, was also uh, just talked to the guys. And, and uh, that was, uh, I didn't even remember, you know, but, but like, uh, but yeah, so it's like uh, super interesting and, and, and uh, again, uh, super simple. So not like over-engineered or anything like that. I think this is a perfect segue into the fact that uh, when
0: we uh, zippy pop that's mm. my yeah, first yeah, startup. Yeah. we had the kind of friday beers yeah yeah and i don't think it was necessarily through friday beers but mm-hmm. um through hanging out at zippy Pop. as yes, we say totally. that, yeah. uh might have been with friday beers but you yeah. you met like kai Nemico, yeah. and yeah, yeah, sure. yeah, yeah so it'd be quite nice yeah. space to how for you to talk initially about how you'd been thinking why there was a need for a kind of slash event mm-hmm. and then how that coincided yeah. with kai's yeah. thinking yeah and then your luck lo- Famous lunch or... Yeah yeah,
1: yeah, lunch. yeah, yeah, lunch, yeah. Yeah, 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 absolutely. So, so I mean, uh, so, uh, kind of like, again, like, my background doing the HP Bazaar and uh, Mobile Monday, we started then. so it's, And that was pretty early, I mean, 1999, 2000, and then, like, uh, taking from there. And, uh, and also, actually, uh, I mean, maybe one thing there before we jump into the slush thing, but uh, also uh, that I had uh, then met... Uh, I mean, for example, Ilka from uh, Superceller, actually I met him first time when he was doing Sumea with uh, a few of his friends and they were doing the first like uh, puzzle games for the first like Java phones from Siemens with the black and white screens and like all of that. Uh, so so I think it's a good reminder that a lot of these things have been around and a lot of these people have been around for a while. So it's not like they started yesterday and okay, massive success. So it, it takes some time, but... Uh, one thing that also in 2003 organized this uh, uh, game making competition to make the best possible mobile multiplayer game. And then uh, Niklas, Kim, and Jarno, uh, so they're studying uh, at what is now Aalto, but I mean basically a technical uh, university, Helsinki University of Technology, I guess, most uh, official name or something like that. And, and uh, then uh, they took part in the competition won the competition by creating this king of the cabbage world uh, mm. game and then after that they came to me and like okay what do we do now and then i said that uh, i mean you guys obviously love playing games love making games so why don't you do what you love why don't you start a company to make games so they started relude which actually then a little bit later became rovio in 2003 and then okay over the following six years they made uh, 51 games 52nd game angry birds came out 11th of December 2009. So, so uh, again, you know, like example that a lot of these things can, like, started pretty early and, uh, and it's about like bringing the right people together. So uh, the Rovio guys, <coughs> Niklas and these guys, uh, they took part in like our bazaar camps at the time and these like competitions and, and uh, same thing with, you know, like uh, Ilkka and the Sumia guys. So uh, they mm-hmm. were part of our like bazaar events. They met Trip Hawkins, then Digital Chocolate happened. Uh, you know so there's like a lot of interesting kind of like uh, uh, you know touch points
0: uh, I think that's the core of where I, yeah. my interest in the age bizarre, yeah. how it was yeah. feeding the community in that
1: yeah. kind and of way yeah and many many of the people like kind of like met there and, and we were doing say like pretty amazing things in the end uh, that it was uh, uh, a lot of stuff that hadn't been done uh, before so so it was um, uh, pretty interesting but yeah so then then uh, I mean uh, also um uh, with, uh, with Slush. I mean, uh, uh, my background in uh, with Bazaar, Mobile Monday, doing these kind of like communities and, and then also uh, having been to uh, many events and uh, and I always refer to these as, as these kind of like wannabe Silicon Valley events and and uh, that's like one thing that annoys me like to know when that there's you go somewhere and then they will tell you that they want to be the Silicon Valley of this, Silicon Valley of that. I mean, you go to Beijing, they want to be the Silicon Valley of China. Mm -hmm. Tokyo, we want to be Silicon Valley of Asia. Everybody wants to be Silicon Valley, but I mean, Silicon Valley is already there. So like, why do you want to be something like old? Mm -hmm. And uh, and then uh, another thing uh, in 2007, I gave a talk uh, to the 600 students at uh, uh, Aalto University and uh, about entrepreneurship. Mm -hmm. And uh, and this is actually, um, if we think about it, it's, uh, you know, 2007. So it's not like forever, but it's a while ago. And, uh, uh, and actually, my, my uh, topic, I had like the title slide was, uh, it's okay to be an entrepreneur. And, uh, and uh, it's a little bit like in Finnish, you would say that, Iha olla yrittäjä. So basically, that it's okay, you know, Finnish modesty, that even, you know, like, if it's fantastic, and you, if you had a fantastic day, and I ask, you know, a Finnish person, how was your day? Uh, that uh, he or she will probably say, Uh, It was okay, even though it was fantastic. So, I mean, of course, my topic was, it's okay to be an entrepreneur translated from Finnish. It's fantastic. But anyway, uh, but I I remember that very well because I was then like going through like a few examples and like I was talking about like some uh, stuff from like TechCrunch and, you know, like what have you. And and then during my presentation, I asked like, okay, that like how many of you guys have, uh, you know, thought about like starting your own company or joining a startup once you graduate or even before, which is like fine. And out of the six hundred students in two thousand and seven, only three raised their hands, and I think two of them were like foreign students. So we were like, from a Finnish perspective, like disaster. And uh, and then uh, kind of like that have to do something about this, and this kind of like was leading up to slush. But I, I still remember that uh, you know Jori uh, Lallo, uh, he was one of the six hundred students, and uh, Jori uh, then uh, after. Uh, my um, uh, presentation came up to me, and, it, and it's interesting because now it sounds like really. But mm. he told me the first time he heard the uh, word entrepreneur, so he was finishing his studies as alto. First time he heard about TechCrunch. So during my presentation, he went to the TechCrunch like blog, and he you know, like was reading about that, and he's like this is very interesting. And then, uh, so he got actually very uh, uh, intrigued, and he got excited about like startups and entrepreneurship and but this is you know like now mm. that wouldn't happen or i think that it would be very difficult to find 600 students at aalto who haven't heard about startups or entrepreneurship or say tech crunch or whatever mm. uh, so then but then uh, you know jori uh, went on to become like first of the uh, one of the first uh, volunteers at at the first slush mm. and then uh, he went on to be one of the founders of uh, aalto es and uh, he was also together with Carri. Uh, the they started Kipt, and that was the first startup from Finland to go to Y Combinator. So that was like a big uh, deal. Remember at Slush two thousand and twelve, they were on stage. You know, introduced as these are our hometown heroes. They were the first to go to Y Combinator. I mean, carrie was then co-founder of uh, Arctic Startup, actually wearing the Arctic mm. 15 hoodie. Uh, then uh, uh, he also uh, was the co-founder of uh, Rails Girls with Linda Lucas. You know, so uh, yeah, actually, uh, it's fun to do these things because it's the dots uh, back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like everything connected and uh, like uh, this. Uh, uh, you know not so small crew actually lots of people uh, all over the community making bits and pieces happen here and there so uh, yeah it's it's uh, uh, interesting
0: yeah so after I remember that you, you did a take or go talk and Alta yeah. university and then yeah. it, it wasn't that long after that you met up with Kai yeah
1: yeah so Kai, um, Kai uh, basically um, I'm just trying to think I think I uh, uh Guy must have been working on Flubes already. Then I think that uh, the video like uh, startup, mm-hmm. and uh, then uh, he had
0: the developer gatherings. Yeah, were, yeah, and uh, he, had, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well. he
1: had he had the developer gar- gatherings, and then he we had actually launched, and we were talking about that he wanted to do like uh, a bigger version of uh, the developer gathering, and then uh, I think that you know probably then that could I help with like. Uh, Uh, some of the contacts at uh, like Nokia and uh, you know other companies Uh, and uh, then then I said that okay fine that you know I'm I'm more than happy to help but uh, let's make it bigger and also that I don't want to uh, just you know like developer gathering but let's do an event and we will call it slush and I have because I had been thinking about this slush concept that again you know coming from this that everybody else doing this wannabe silicon valley event so let's make slush and of course then from the beginning with slush it's the whole idea that unlike all the others they organize their events in the summer and they hope that it's going to be nice and sunny and you know like almost like the silicon valley so then we wanted to do november so it's like november in helsinki cold dark slush on the ground so it's not the silicon valley it's much much better and it's much much better because it's different and i think that this is something that uh, uh, i mean it's still of course true to this day that i mean if you come to finland <laughs> if you come to helsinki in november that's the way it is so uh, nobody will confuse it for silicon valley <laughs> easily uh, unless you're like inside but but the thing is uh, that that was kind of like the whole idea and then yeah first slush we organized at Koriamo uh, in in uh, 2008 uh, 300 people showed up and uh, yeah, we had uh, uh, Ilkka Paananen was talking, Risto Siilasmaa, uh, we had uh, Sampo Karjalainen, we had Monti Videnius, we had Ilya Laurs and yeah, Matt Marshall from VentureBeat moderating and, and all of that. But I think what, what was um, uh, uh, very, uh, you know, and there's a lot of like good stories that came out of the first uh, first slush, but uh, Ilya so Ilya started Getjar in in. Uh, In uh, Vilnius, and I wanted to have Ilya there to share his startup story because uh, you know how it is, and I think even now that you have to understand that it's so difficult to raise funding in Finland, and you know you could replace Finland by Indonesia, Sweden, Germany, whatever it's always difficult, and it's supposed to be difficult. But uh, back in the day, uh, actually, I I invited Ilya because uh, Ilya again. uh, so, uh, there was like the Mobile Monday connection that uh, Rich Wang actually discovered Getjar. So, Rich Wang from Axel, uh, he discovered uh, Getjar because he had invested in AdMob. And AdMob was one of these early mobile advertising companies. And then they were looking at uh, there's this like crazy company called Getjar that is spending so much money on advertising on AdMob. That, like, who are these guys? And then Rich, you know, found out, oh, Getchar, sounds interesting. And then they checked it out. So it was like a, a, the app store before the app stores kind of thing. And then Rich, you know, got on the phone. Dum, 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 let's call Getchar. And he called uh, the Getchar office in Vilnius. And then one of the guys answered and uh, basically said that, you know, like, okay, yeah, it's Getchar. And, uh, you know, like, how can we help you? And and then uh, Rich said that, oh, you know, it's, uh, it's uh, you know, it's, you know, Rich Wang from Excel I would like to talk to your CEO. So then the guys gave the phone to Ilya, and, and then uh, Rich said that, "Oh, it's uh, you know Rich Wang from Excel uh, And then uh, Ilya was uh, "Okay, so uh, like, do you have a problem with your phone, or like, how can I help you?" Uh, because that was normal that you downloaded these jar files, you know, for your phone. So then then uh, then uh, Rich Wang said, "No, no, it's Rich Wang from Accel, the venture capital company." And then Ilya, very smart guy, said, like, uh, yeah, that's like, uh, so uh, how can I help you? Mm-hmm. And then uh, Rish said that I would like to invest in your company. And then Ilya said that uh, actually we are doing very well. We are very profitable. Uh, we don't need any money. <laughs> and, and then, But then Ilya being a very smart guy, and I mean, he studied during like the Soviet times and all of that. So like lots of yeah, fun stories. I think he studied economics or something. But anyway, so he decided that oh, venture capital, what is this? That you know, like, and then he studied, and then he realized that oh, so this is how it works. So they invest, you know, like venture capital. They invest to help you grow. Mm-hmm. So then he reconnected with Rich and said that okay, that yeah, let's talk more. That you know, this would be you know very interesting. And and then actually, what ended up happening is that uh, I think uh, Axel invested was it eight or ten million into Getjar in Vilnius, Lithuania and then that's the story that I wanted, you know, Ilya to share with the community in Finland that hey here you have this guy from you know, you have to remember that this was like uh, almost, uh, you know uh, more than 10 years ago so uh, Lithuania and Vilnius was a bit different Mm. back then, that you know, here you have this guy, you know, that is kind of like from Finnish perspective, middle of nowhere and Axel finds them, invests in them. So, you know, stop complaining about like fundraising being difficult, that if you have a great idea, money will find you, you will find the money. And, and then another thing with this Ilya, uh, Ilya, uh, you know, appearance at uh, the first slush, uh, we then asked the panelists that, okay, so what do you want to have, you know, like to drink? And, and then he said, yeah, you know, like a vodka. And then, you know, like he was very surprised that we actually delivered a vodka to his panel discussion. And then he always shared this story that slush is the only event that he's ever been to where he actually had to or got to drink vodka on the panel.
0: <laughs> I think that's yeah. in a way, uh, I think this, as you said, you said to me in the past, like you really got to keep an open mind when you're yes. trying to create these kind of, communities and look yeah. for every little story yeah. that can yeah. uh, get yeah. attention and, and, and then and
1: Ilya children. has been running around the world sharing this with everybody that hey you went to slush guess what vodka mm. and you know so then you know like you have to do these kind of things that I mean he's been to many events but he only talks about slush because of the vodka so you know whatever it takes to stand out to differentiate get the message there that's what you do
0: I think you you're the genius of doing a very on the spot in life <laughs> without having to think about it too much Um, Yeah, so we all kind of, you had a a great start, and then then there was some challenges with just such a small team keeping slash going
1: uh, with with Timo, and then... Yeah, yeah, I would say that, uh, I don't know if there are like, uh, uh, of course there are always challenges, but I I don't like uh, see it kind of like uh, that way, Uh, I think that... uh, people are always like when you do events are always concerned about like not this being perfect, that being perfect and all of that. But I mean, uh, first year we did and then we uh, did a big jump moving to Cable Factory. Of course, that's a huge base. So like the second year we had like 1000, uh, 1500, 1, something like that. I think 1200. And then so every year like a, like a massive, if you look at like just percentage wise, massive growth. And we had actually. Some very good speakers. I mean, Rich uh, Wang from Axel was there. We had, uh, you know, like uh, uh, Aiden Senko, actually, uh, one of the super angels from Silicon Valley. So we got like a, a lot of uh, cool investors involved, like from the get go, pretty much. And uh, I think that was, uh, again, you know, knowing a few people. But then, uh, uh, what happened was that Angry Birds happened, and uh, then I got you know like uh, totally tied up with that. And then we actually had from the beginning start, tried try to get the Alto ES guys to you know help out, and you know like hey you know like why don't we you know. Uh, but then they they uh, uh, only got like uh, uh, on board after Mickey uh, uh, took over Alto ES, and then we got Alto ES involved. Alto ES was started like one year after Slush uh, just like Boost and Streaming Tampere and like a lot of the around Finland. Uh, so that was kind of like the time, and maybe it's still the time of these ESCs and so these entrepreneurship societies. Uh, but uh, yeah, so then uh, 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 handed over uh, kind of like Slush and the Slush brand to, to kind of like the Slush team. So then Mickey was running that for the next few years. And uh,
0: I think uh, well, yeah. at, the, at that time when Mickey took over, and it grew very rapidly I, um, the press started writing about Mickey as being the mm-hmm. founder yeah and, and i think in in some ways it, it, it i would I was thinking it should be more the refounder in a way
1: because... Yeah, but it's not not like...
0: You got the legs going and then it was ready... But but it's not
1: really like the way it happened because I mean I was helping Mickey and the team with like all the contacts of the speakers and like all of that Mm. so I've been like uh, active in the slush community since the beginning so it's not like a complete like handover. I wasn't like uh, doing that like day to day but uh, I don't think that Again, uh, from the beginning, uh, from the first Slush, the vision was to make Slush the biggest and best startup event on the planet. And uh, so I don't think that there's like a, uh, uh, any, any big change in like uh, direction or anything like that.
0: I think the main difference then was just yeah. uh, one of the big things when you did the very first Slush was you couldn't get any press to turn up at all. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. by the time Mickey came, the press was really interested by that point. So they suddenly had a lot more exposure.
1: I yeah, think, but, but it, yeah, uh, I would, still, I would press, still say that think? we had. I mean, we had uh, uh, press first thing that we did actually with the team when we started the first slush, We went to Helsinki and Sanomat, and we mm-hmm. told them what we were up to. And uh, then, I mean, we had Matt Marshall, you can find the articles on VentureBeat for the first Slush. So it was not, and actually, I mean, one thing that you have to keep in mind with Slush that we didn't create Slush to be an event, we created Slush to change the mindset. Mm. So from the beginning, it was about getting media and getting media attention. So we worked on that like every single year. And of course, it takes some time uh, before uh, uh, you get the traction, but uh, it's, it's again, uh, uh, that's how it goes. So, okay. so uh, from my perspective, it's just been kind of going according to plan since like day one.
0: I think so. And then, then you were very influential in. Mm-hmm. You took a delegation to Japan and I mm-hmm. think, used your old networks to yeah, get, I mean, we kick did, it off in Asia. And
1: yeah, we did. Like, yeah, you're actually, we did that with Auntie Sonina, who uh, hired to run Rovio Japan. And then uh, we did actually a startup sauna event uh, before we started Slush. And then uh, taizo uh, son came here for Slush. So they were the investor in uh, Supercell, if you remember, like uh, SoftBank back then. And Taizo wanted to do uh, Slush in Japan. And then uh, Antti and Taizo uh, basically make that made that happen. And uh, uh, yeah, basically we uh, uh, yeah we made Slush. Uh, big in japan <laughs> so, so. And
0: i think i think with your one of your genius when it comes to the branding and naming is that if you think about both slush and startup sauna so mm-hmm. for slush that kind of november gritty snow mm-hmm. thing actually fits with the whole kind of startup thing totally mentality totally, yeah. and then startup sauna kind of getting hot and sweaty and yeah there. yeah so yeah. I, I really like how you've, and I, you and if you know you had and some if, and if you can't stand
1: that. if you can't stand the heat get out of the sauna yeah, yeah i mean startup sauna is like great uh example, I mean, uh, Christo and the guys, I mean, originally they call it the Alto Venture Garage. And then we had a meeting at Cafe, the classic that was uh, in Kampi on the f- fifth floor or something. Oh, anyway. Uh, and then, uh, then I was just like asking the guys that, hey, you know, you have this Alto Venture Garage. And I mean, I started my career at the original startup that Bill and Dave started in their garage in. Palo Alto in 1939, so I know all the garage stories, but I was just saying that, okay, what will happen now when TechCrunch or Financial Times or Business Week or like some, uh, you know, media flies to Helsinki and you will start explaining to them that, oh, we have this student-run accelerator called Alto Venture Garage. And I said that like nothing will happen. Because I mean, everybody has heard like too many garage stories, so why don't you call it Startup Sauna? And actually, that's what happened. And now uh, what happens when then first hear about startup sauna it's like okay that uh you have this student run you know uh, accelerator called startup sauna uh are you pitching naked in there or like what can we see it and then everybody wrote about startup sauna and it's like the same activity and same uh, you know uh, uh things taking place but it's about the brand so that you create the you know like the question your reaction that hey what is this what are you guys doing and I think that this is something that uh, is very important. And talking about saunas, we also took a sauna to the, uh, the um, uh, Leveb in uh, 2008, I think it was. I, I remember yeah. that.
0: I think it's a, yeah. that's a really perfect place to wrap up because mm-hmm. we all have to move on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I just like yeah. to finish. So yeah. there's a... Quite a high probability that we'll be doing... When I, when I was working with Startup Sauna, yeah. uh, taking them to East Africa and, and t- attending uh, some ah, yeah, of the yeah. events that they had, um, I realized there was a huge amount of talent inside the community yes. uh, amongst the entrepreneurs and investors, musical yes. talent and singing totally. talent. Totally. And a lot of be a lot of wannabe pop stars in a way. Ah, yeah, yeah. So I, at the time I was struggling to get funding, as you know, for these trips to Africa. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. I thought, what if we could use this kind of hidden wannabe Right. pop star kind of thing and, and give them an excuse to be able to perform live yeah. uh, and raise money for mm-hmm. these yeah, yeah, activities miracle. so yeah, yeah. so so what we're doing so it's, it's event will fingers crossed be called mm-hmm. the uh, entrepreneurs got talent okay so yeah. at, the, at the end of these podcast videos we're just going to ask everybody regardless yeah. um, whether they get in or not yeah. Yeah. <laughs> to 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 show us some kind of talent that people that right. might not Know that they're famous for or
1: well, not, friends. right? right but anyway, right, right. so I'm going to yeah. challenge
0: you to do something that's a little bit yeah. unusual that people yeah. might not realize that
1: you do, right? Yeah, yeah. And then, and then I always had to say that uh, I don't, I don't sing, so I, I have to, let's say, disappoint you or like uh, not uh, that. But uh, I think that uh, I mean also really discussed this uh, mm-hmm. for us like I don't have any uh, like special talent there. But I mean, of course, uh, we all have like some talent, and and one uh, maybe uh, few people know, but I. Uh, took the time after I left like uh, Rovian Angry Birds to learn Chinese, or at least uh, try. So I spent eight weeks in uh, Beijing. Uh, so uh, I can say things like So you know I spent eight weeks at Da, Beijing Normal University studying Chinese and that's why my Chinese is not yet perfect. I think after eight
0: weeks that's pretty impressive. So, yeah, yeah, it's um,
1: getting there, but yeah.
0: So, well, thank you very much. Thank you. Well, that's it for this episode. We'd like to thank Epicenter for hosting us, and we look forward to seeing you guys again for another episode. Cheers.